Hi there, welcome to the Your Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Horvath, and I'm grateful that you are here investing your time to listen today. The purpose each week of this podcast is to serve people like you and like me to know, live, and love the purpose we've all been created for. Each week as you listen, you're going to discover practical, emotional, and at times spiritual tools to help you know, live, and love your purpose. I'll be sharing from my life in an authentic, transparent, and genuine way, as well as bringing on guests and experts who will share their fears, failures, challenges they had to overcome to succeed, to know, live, and love their purpose. I'm glad that you are here today, and I can't wait to hear from you about this episode. You ready? Let's do this. Hi there, everybody. Brian Horvath here, and I'm so glad you're with me for another podcast in the seven ways and seven days to change your financial future series. Today is way number four, and it's called It's Just Stuff. And man, oh man, this one really hits me hard. I don't know if I, if you're like me. I like stuff. I like the finer things in life, but ultimately want to help you remember that it's just stuff. That's the point of this podcast. So if we could move on in our finances, if we could change our financial future forever, way number four, I think is really going to make an impact on you. And honestly, this mindset, the stuff we're going to talk about in this podcast sets the tone both for the first three ways in seven days to change your financial future forever, plus the next three ways after this one, number five, six, and seven. But number four, today's podcast is on way number four. It's just stuff. I want to help you discover the one thing you need to leave financial chaos behind and control your money immediately, like today, like right now. And that's what this podcast is all about. So glad that you're with me. Okay, so here we are. Our objective in this It's Just Stuff podcast, way number four in seven ways in seven days to change your financial future forever. The objective is to help you change your financial future forever by leaving or guarding against financial chaos and control your money immediately. So we want to leave behind, kick to the curb, move out of the house, never to be seen again and uh, forgotten forever. And that's financial chaos, right? We're, We're breaking up. We're moving on. And what I want you to do is pivot and control your money immediately. And that's today's objective in this podcast as you're listening to it. And I want you to remember in in the past couple of ways, if you listen to these podcasts in a row, number way, number one, number two, number three, number way, number one, uh, or the way number one is having a firm foundation, having a firm foundation for your finances, right? Number two is have a winning game plan. And number three is start saving something. All through all of these ways, the seven ways in seven days, you need to remember that you have a vision, a vision and a mission for your finances, right? You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if there wasn't something you wanted to change, something you wanted to do differently, and something you wanted to learn for yourself and for others. But specifically, if we're talking about you, your vision is your why. Why would you do this? Why listen to the end of this podcast? Why listen to any of them? It's your why. What are you trying to do? How are you going to change your financial future is the mission. The mission. So the why is your preferred future. At the end of the day, or at the end of your your next month, next year, whatever the case may be, what do you see your money looking like between now and then? And the how is how you're going to bridge that gap between what is today and what you want to be in the future. So the why is your vision. 
and the how is your mission. And you need them both as a team, as a couple, as a, um, as a formula, if you will, to change your financial future forever. But what's important? What's important? As we think about our vision and mission, we think about the why, we think about the how to change our financial future forever. What's most important? What's most important in your life? What's most important in my life? Well, the most important assets I believe we have in our life are our relationships. Relationships with family, relationships with friends, and those we're called to serve or those we're called to help in our life, whether it be our clients, our customers, our family or friends, or maybe even our neighbors, or maybe if you work in a nonprofit or you're in your own business or you're, you're working for your boss um, or your, your CEO, whatever the case may be, there are people we're called to serve. The most important thing we have in our lives are our relationships. And tune in because I'm going to share with you the one thing that we talked about earlier that I want you to discover to help you leave your financial chaos behind and control your money immediately. Okay, so what's the one thing? This one thing I've been talking about, the one thing I want you to discover when I kicked off this podcast today, the one thing that you need to know about so that you can leave your financial chaos behind and begin to control your money immediately. And that one thing, the one thing you need to consider is that it's just stuff. The stuff we own, this anything that's beyond our relationships, our money, our house, our jewelry, our clothing, our cars, um, the way we eat, where we eat, the kind of wine we drink. And I like to drink some fine wine, folks. Um, I like the finer things in life, just like anybody else would. But what we need to consider, if we're going to change our financial future forever, we need to remember this one thing, that it's just stuff. And so if you're in financial chaos, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, if you can't get along with your spouse about money or you're struggling with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or uh, a significant other about how to manage your finances or money seems to be stressful for you and not successful, quote unquote, for you, then you might consider yourself or you might think about the fact that you're living in financial chaos. And don't you want to leave that behind? And I believe chaos, matter of fact, I may even look this up. Chaos is defined as complete disorder, confusion. So think about it with regards to our money. Are you living in complete financial disorder? Are you operating or trying to operate under financial confusion? And this is some of us, this is how some of us have lived. Or maybe you're currently living now. I know it was once for me. Total financial chaos, which ultimately led to financial ruin and led me to file bankruptcy at the age of 25, over 18 years ago. And it was just crazy. I didn't know what I was doing. I was living in chaos, paycheck to paycheck, borrowing money from friends, family, credit cards, loans. And eventually that all caught up with me and not only left me in a financial pit or um, at a huge deficit every month, I was making less than what I was spending or what I owed, but ultimately left me in shame and guilt and fear and worry and anger and frustration. Maybe that's you. I want to help you leave financial chaos behind for good. Let's look at some stats just so um, not that you want to wallow in pity with other people, but I want you to know that normal in America is not pretty financially. Here's some sad money stats in America today. 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. 
Stress is the number one health epidemic, according to the World Health Organization. 20% of people worry that they'll never get out of their paycheck to paycheck living or their rut. Only one third of Americans have a household budget. 18% worry if they will ever get out of debt, which is so closely tied to the budgets that I just mentioned and also the paycheck to paycheck living rut I mentioned, as well as the worry or stress in the health epidemic. So 22% of marriages fail due to money-related fights or challenges. On average, a person will spend 45 minutes per day at work dealing with money-related issues. Think about this. A place where people go to earn money or earn a paycheck will often take time away from their income-earning tool, their work, to deal with their stress or their chaos at home. 45 minutes per day. So when you average that out, right, that's almost 300 minutes um, per month or excuse me, per week. And that's a lot of time for your employer. That's five, almost five hours a week dealing with money related issues at work. How would our employers feel about that? And if you're an employer listening to this, have you been in tune with what your people need to lead them well so they don't make this is not an issue at work? So how do people get into financial chaos? The normal way looks like this. First people, if you think about this, if you would just draw an imaginary circle, because I know a lot of times with podcasts, people are listening in the car or they can't necessarily write. So, but, so imagine with me a circle and there are six pieces of this circle that are broken up to even, uh, even pieces of the pie. That's kind of what I'm looking at this here as I'm reading it. I'm looking, thinking of Trivial Pursuit. For those of you who know that game, it looks like the pieces of the pie, little chip that you move around the board. But how do people get into financial chaos? Well, the normal way looks like this. First, people acquire. Want to get, 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 buy, 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 acquire, acquire, acquire. And then, you know, for a short time, they get to enjoy those things that they bought or they got or they acquired. But then eventually, because most people put their expenses on credit cards, they have to find time usually within what, 30 days, right? To repay, to repay the money they spent to acquire and enjoy. And if they have enough money left over from repaying, they'll save. If they have enough money left over after saving, they'll give. And usually people end up working in this kind of 78% of people work in this kind of rotation of paycheck to paycheck cycle or living. And it's just spinning the circle around and around we go for many, many, many years. And because that's the case, after they acquire, then they enjoy, then they repay. Then if they have money left over, they'll save. Even more money left over, they'll give. And then they'll finally go, I don't want to live like this anymore, this paycheck to paycheck living. I better start creating a plan. And that used to be my story. That was my story before. I'm going to just look good, smell good, make some money. But eventually, really, in reality, I was broke. I was living a life of financial chaos. And essentially, it was taking this circle and running a counterclockwise um, kind of motion where I'd acquire, then enjoy, then repay, save, give, then hopefully plan. But eventually I hit the wall. And if you listen to some of my other podcasts in the past, there was a time where I really became basically uh, financially bankrupt, but emotionally and spiritually bankrupt as well. And I finally realized I need to do something different with my money. How do I get control of my money? For so many years, this has plagued me. And enough was enough. How is I going to change my financial future forever? What looks like this, folks, it looks like this. First, you got to dedicate. 
And I don't know what your faith is, but for me, being a Christian, I dedicate the finances that I get back to God. Matter of fact, he's the one that gave me the ability to work. He gave me the ability to earn money, the ability to breathe air. That's my belief. If you don't believe in God, this doesn't exclude you, but I would say you need to dedicate your money and be specific with using it as a tool. So dedicate it to the work or your goals that you have for your money. Then create a plan based on that premise. Or if you're a believer like I am or a Christian or of a, 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 a faith that talks about money as much as uh, Christianity does, then you come up with a plan. And I believe that plan looks like this. And this is a more of a simple term, but give and save should be the next two things you do after you plan your money. Then repay any debts you have, both to institutions or individuals. And then I believe your life will be a huge piece of the pie called enjoy. Knowing that you have your household or your finances are taken care of, you're not owing money to every single person under the sun. That was me. Again, that was me. But once I learned how to change my ways, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, hitting my head off the wall, blooding my nose, tripping and falling, tying my shoelaces together and continually to be, continuing to be, even though I made six figures and a job, even more so without you know, having some expenses that a normal person might have because my business, my job paid for those things. I was just done. I couldn't believe it. Where was my money going? And it was putting me in shame and guilt and fear and worry, anger, frustration. And I thought I was a loser. So much so that I thought about taking my own life. But it wasn't until I found out that there's a new way, a different way to do money that'll allow me to have fun, earning more money, but also paying off my debts and living a life of generosity and of experience and joy. And what that basically resulted in was me leaving the financial chaos behind and deciding once and for all and forever, and it's been that way over 13, 14 years now, of controlling my money. And it's a much better place to be, let me tell you. So those are just some encouragements for you today to remember it's just stuff. If you start basing your life on acquiring stuff and making that be your focal point, not only will you lose control, you'll be into chaos, but I believe you'll lose hope. You'll lose the pleasure and the joy of life. You'll forget about relationships and not so much because, um, you forgot as much as it's, it's hard to make time for them because you're too busy working to pay off the debts that you owe. Or you became a different person based on poor spending habits or bad choices. And that put you in a pit or got you in, in, into, a, um, into some kind of feeling of shame or inadequacy or whatever. And I know these aren't for, this isn't for everybody. Not everyone gets that way. But eventually, I believe, if you keep spending more money than you're making, it will catch up with you and you'll be right back into or finally realize that you're in financial chaos and you'll be wanting to do something with it. One of the number one ways I think that you can change your financial future forever is to finally determine the one thing you need to do. And that's to remember that it's just stuff, folks. There's more to life than the stuff we own. And of course, we don't want the stuff to own us. Now, one of the particular ways I like to explain to people is a way to get out of this rut Okay. And something that doesn't take a huge amount of effort for you out of the gate, but it's very practical and it's exciting once you start working it, that 
you just you won't you won't be able to get enough of it. And it's called the gratitude journal. The gratitude journal. So I want you to encourage you to use your gratitude journal. And a gratitude journal basically helps you keep your emotions in check, helps you be thankful for what you have and not miss continue focusing on missing out what you think you don't have. Because that can be a tough place. That was me for many years, trying to chase down the things I don't have. And I still find myself thinking like that today, but I have to kind of put it into check and remember that it's only stuff. It doesn't bring long lasting pleasure or joy. And of course, my life is different today, being married, having two little kids, wonderful family, wonderful kids. And while times aren't easy with a lot of the things at the time of this recording with COVID and, and changes in the, in the landscape of work and all those kinds of things, but our gratitude journal, what I'm about to share with you will help you keep it all in check. So continue to listen. And I'm going to share with you next, the gratitude journal. All right. Glad you're back for the podcast. This is, we're talking about way number four. It's just stuff. Number four, way number four in the seven ways in seven days to change your financial future forever. And so excited that you're with me here. Discover the one thing you need to leave financial chaos behind and control your money immediately. And that's to remember that the things we own, it's just stuff. And a huge turn in your finances will come. It will change your financial future forever when you realize it's just stuff and that you own it. But when your stuff starts owning you or your want of this stuff, it's hard to recover. It's hard to live a life that's worth living. And it's definitely hard to live a life of gratitude because you're always thinking about what don't you have as opposed to what you do have. So I learned uh, recently or over the years about having a gratitude journal and actually got this. I use Evernote um, plug, shameless plug. No, I'm kidding. It's not a shameless plug, although I use it. And I think there's an affiliate affiliate um, uh, program where if you went and bought Evernote under my name, you would get it. And then I would get credit for it. But that's not what this is about. Evernote.com is a great place to keep all your notes. And I call it like an online filing cabinet. But I was tooling around there one day and found this template for a gratitude journal. And it was perfect because I was working on this seven ways in seven days to change our financial future forever. And I thought this, I got to embed this in or figure a way to work this in. And it comes out of this lesson that it's just stuff because one way to not let financial chaos reign and for us to be able to control our money immediately is to limit our spending. And one of the ways that can limit our spending is to remember that we're thankful for the stuff we have, that it's not when we have one more thing or one more stuff, one more piece of stuff that life will then be complete. So this gratitude journal that I got from evernote.com is broken up into four different sections. The first one is morning gratitude. And it says here, list a few things you're grateful for when you first wake up. I mean, at the time of this recording, I'm in Florida and it's um, 77 degrees today is a high and we finally have a taste of our fall. Well, when I woke up and the birds were chirping, it was cool outside and I could be outside of my sweat jacket or my hooded sweatshirt. I mean, I was like, yes, morning gratitude. It's not always like that when it's sweltering in the summer, but there are things we need to find to be great, um, to be thankful for and grateful for. The next one is life lessons. It says here throughout the day, list three obstacles and write them down and what you're learning from them. What a great idea. It's kind of putting a stopgap in your day, whether things are going great or not so great. What are the obstacles I'm encountering today? And if you know me, you follow me, you'll hear that uh, the resistance and the resistance we talk about is an obstacle because you stepped up to do something good. Well, the lesson out of that resistance or out of this obstacle becomes the opportunity. So here it's saying it just in a different way that list your obstacles 
but then write down the lessons you learned from them. And that's resulting in, in, in the opportunity that then lies before you. The third part of this gratitude journal is people I'm thankful for. Use this space to listen to people who make your life a little better today. Now, I think this is cool. Um, I would write down my mom, my kids, my wife, my um, my neighbor, Jeff, today. They came over and helped me fix something in our house. Uh, I'm thankful for those guys and for those people in my life. How cool would it be to think about someone writing your name down? Hmm. Think about that one. The last part of this gratitude journal, after morning gratitude, life lessons, people I'm thankful for, good things today. So this is now the end of the day. Take some time to write down some positive things that happened today. Take a few minutes to reflect on them before you go to bed. What a great way to rest your head on the pillow is to be thankful and grateful. So to help you avoid the trap of being focused on stuff and to gravitate towards embrace and then recall when you get that resistance building up in you that wants to take you back into financial chaos. Remember the one thing you discovered with this podcast, that it's just stuff. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. I'm so excited to have you with me. Brian Horvath here at brianhorvath.com where I help people like you and like me to know, live, and love the purpose for our career in finances. It's a pleasure to serve you and it's a pleasure to receive your comments back about these podcasts. So excited about what next week's going to be and that's way number five, way number five, and that's destroy your debt. How to defeat the debt monster. How to defeat that debt monster that's been breathing fire down your neck for way too long. I'm going to help you with that amongst other things next week's podcast, way number five of the seven ways and seven days to change your financial future forever. Thanks for being with me today.